Have you or your family found yourself in some personal or legal trouble? Call 1-800-RENT-A-MOB. If you're being extorted and you don't think you need to be getting extorted, call 1-800-RENT-A-MOB. Do you have a family member or a co-worker that you would just like to not see ever again? Call 1-800-RENT-A-MOB. We'll make them go away. If you find yourself with an abundant amount of laundry that you need to get taken to the laundry mat, Dial 1 for our new laundry service. 1-800-RENT-A-MOB, we pride ourselves on customer service, so we'll even throw a dryer sheet in there. And my personal guarantee is if it's not delivered in 15 minutes or less, we'll give you a side of cannolis. Call now. Our operators Frankie and Joey are standing by. But listen, act now, and what you're going to get is you're going to get a little bit off the top. And what I mean by that is instead of the standard 15, we'll only charge you 12, if you know what I'm saying. Hi. I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, buddy, it's been another great week, another great episode. Hey, you uh, had your plane trip. Uh, how was that? It was good, man. It was good. Um, I got to nerd out, and for all the plane nerds out there, you can go check out that video here very soon on our YouTube channel. So, yeah, there's that. Um, or if you're just plain curious, I went to Nebraska. So, for our listeners in Nebraska, I went to your state. Yeah, a place called McCook, actually, Nebraska. Have you ever heard of it? No, I've never heard of it. You were only there for, like, a couple hours. Like, did, how did it look? Was it very flat? Um, If you're familiar with Lubbock, Texas, it looks like Lubbock, Texas, as in flat, but instead of... Uh, dirt it's grass and so like it's just kind of just miles and miles of grass and cornfields uh in fact it looked like at some points the plane was going to taxi off the end of the taxiway and into a cornfield backbone of america nebraska we have a plenty of listeners in nebraska and ohio and iowa in florida and canada up in new york uh, pennsylvania california georgia where else oh man we've got washington oregon Overseas, we've got Singapore, we've got Germany, we got Australia. How how bad was that Australian accent? I don't know. It was all right. It was pretty decent. Uh, yeah, we got our friends down under. Yeah, we got our friends down under. And I, you know, we've got. Um, I said Germany already. I think, but if not, we got to shout them out too. Man, we got folks up in the UK as well. Ireland, we really appreciate it, man. It's awesome. Great. So let's get ready to jump into our show with our old-fashioned donut, which is a story from our past. Back in Augusta, Georgia, we had a thing called a flea market. Now, for our international listeners, a flea market is a place where uh, people, like, kind of rent booths, and they sell, like, not really used stuff. But how would you describe a flea market to people that have never been? Uh, I mean, it's just – it's. It's a market where everybody just kind of brings their stuff to sell. And depending on which ones you go to, you know, I've been to some where it's just kind of people, like individuals just going to sell their individual stuff. And then I've seen it where it's like almost a full-on business where these people are like conducting a full, you know, storefront out of these places. So it kind of varies in between there. But yeah, it's just people selling stuff. And I mean, you can find almost anything at a flea market. But no, it's not what it sounds like. You're not going there to shop for fleas. No, not at all, man. And I just remember it being random stuff. It's not like a traditional market, like probably in Europe, where like you buy fruits and vegetables. I mean, you can, 
that's like the farmer's market here, but like people just sell goods and stuff. And sometimes it's like cheap imported stuff. Just know that like you're never going to get a lot of good quality things at the flea market. It's like more like going to, it's like one big garage sale or one big um, like community sale kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a community sale. It's like Facebook marketplace all in one place. And uh, the original Facebook marketplace, I went with Micah a few times, but Micah and his family actually had a shop there. So you want to tell them a little bit about that? Yeah. So had a shop there, um, which helped out a little bit with like the main storefront as in what I was talking about earlier, but it was at a place called the, uh, the red, what was that called? The red, it was called the, the barnyard or barnyard flea market. That's what it was. And I am not going to talk about how gimmicky the dang storefront, uh, my, uh, uh, folks had where it was it was pretty bad it was pretty bad anyways um where i started making some money was outside there was these tables right so there was indoor area and you know that was of course more expensive or you had just the regular tables like the outside tables and 10 bucks and you could just sell on this table and so man that's that's what i did and that's a. It was kind of like my first job over there, wouldn't you say? Not like your first place that you were working for, maybe, but like you were selling your own stuff. First place I actually made kind of yeah, money. Yeah, your first uh, source of income, I guess you could say. Uh, I actually, I actually sold on your table, but you charged me a percentage to sell my stuff on your table. Yeah, that was kind of a jerk thing to do. Uh, I wasn't exactly, ladies and gentlemen of America and around the world, I wasn't exactly always the best friend. So, you know, I really appreciate Chris for sticking with me. I would not charge you a percentage now. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he charged thinking. me like 20% off of whatever. I, I don't think it was like 50%. It was probably <laughs> oh, God, like... I hope not. Yeah, it was like 20 to 30%, I think. And you were like, yeah, or maybe it was 25. I don't remember. But I remember that I sold a lot. And I think I sold more than you did that day because you just kept getting mad when people would like not not buy your stuff, but they were buying my stuff. I don't even remember what I sold. I know I sold some baseball stuff, but that's all I could remember. It was some baseball. I think it was some of your, um, your catcher stuff, um, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. I, I don't remember exactly. But... Um, I'll tell you why I was probably charging a percentage at the time, and that leads to the next point, the people of the flea market. And so, man, there were some interesting people there. Um, one, we're going to call him Don. Yeah, we referenced him in the uh, one of our first episodes, like episode 11 or episode 10, I think it was. It was called in Graniteville. Didn't we call him Big Nose? Yeah, Graniteville. He yeah, was the one that we, we went on to go, go to that creepy house uh, with and go on that pick. Yeah. yeah, we talked about him briefly. So this is the full story about Don, the the cheapskate man. Oh, man, that dude was a cheapskate and a half. So first and foremost, he kind of, I don't know how exactly you would describe it. Um, you know who? You know how I can describe it? If you've seen Star Wars, right, in The Phantom Menace, you know Watto, the, the bug-flying dude? That is who Don was to this place. Like, he had three stores combined into one, and it was the most random stuff. Like, big, small junk. Oh, yeah. Like, and I'm talking most of it. 
Like he even tried to sell me some stuff that I remember when I first started going out to the tables and selling the tables. He tried to sell me all these bins worth of stuff. And he said, "Oh yeah, you know, I'll take a hundred bucks for them." But you start looking through them, and it was like broken children's toys, <laughs> and just like just weird, random, you know, broken items. Most of them were broken, and you're sitting here going, "I'm not gonna p- spend a hundred bucks." On a bunch of broken stuff, but he would try to pass you on, like, "Hey, why don't you, why don't you come buy this for a hundred bucks?" He was a con man. I feel like he was a con man. Oh, he was like, big snake oil con man type guy. Uh, oh yeah. I'm not sure. I can't confirm it or not. But I'm pretty sure he was maybe on drugs and he was trying to support his habit. <laughs> I feel like that's what it was. He was he was definitely on drugs. This is okay. This is the expo. No, <laughs> no um. He, yeah, it was just, it was weird, man. It was, it was, he was an interesting fella. Um, I just remember he had a big old nose. And the thing was, he, here's another thing that would happen, right? He would play on your good nature. So he knew Chris and I most of the time. He'd be like, hey, do me a favor, go. I remember there was one time he was like, can you run this something to this other vendor that was like across the way right sure so we go over there and do that go back to him and he's like okay i'm gonna buy you a soda we were just like oh that's okay and he was just like oh all right fine <laughs> and so just because he knew like oh yeah or like he wouldn't even offer most of the time because he just he knew that he would always just try to get out of stuff like that I'll tell you who he reminds me of, but I'll tell you after the podcast because uh, I'm not going to go on the record and tell you uh, right here who he reminds me of. But I'll tell you after the podcast. But yeah, he was he was just a shady guy, a real shady dude. Um, you you bought a pair of spurs at the flea market, didn't you? You want to tell him about that? Yeah, I did. So you got to also think too. This was um, like Western wear in the Georgia area was, or the Augusta area was not very prevalent. Like there was a place over in Thompson, but it was like really small. And, uh, I just remember this dude came over and had like all these custom spurs and yeah, I was like, yeah, I want to buy one from, from them. And, um, they weren't bad. They're like 40 bucks. If I remember, you know, what's funny. Um, Recently, I just bought those spurs off of Micah and gave them to my mother-in-law as a gift because she likes using them as decoration. So that's where those spurs are now, like 12 years later (laughs) in my mother-in-law's house. You know, I'm glad they found a good home. I'm glad they found a good home. You want to tell them about (laughs) you want to tell them about that uh, Middle Eastern man that uh, got into it with his wife (laughs) that got into it it with his wife. (laughs) That was, that was great. So, um, he, now he was definitely a snake oil salesman and I don't think he was Middle Eastern. I think oh, he was I thought he was from the Middle I East. I think he was from India. I don't, I'm not sure though. I have no clue. You know, there's, there's no tellings, but, um, he had this table. It was kind of weird. It was like in the middle of an aisle almost. And he was the only one that kind of had that. And, um, he sold like, china like chinese made knives and like really cheap like cutlery sets like i'm talking like super cheap like you can buy a full cutlery set for like 20 bucks um and so anyways (laughs) there were several times man he had this he had this wife and he always made her walk behind him 
And Chris and I were sitting there one time in the car. Because a lot of times what would happen is we would go to this... Uh, they had like a food place over there. It was pretty good. It had like burgers and stuff. And we would get lunch. And of course, we would like sit in the car, eat. And we watched, we watched this happen. And um, unfortunately, <laughs> the guy that we're talking about stops and his poor wife wasn't paying attention and like runs into the back of him and man she got scolded like what i tell you about walking behind me and all this stuff Ooh, it was bad oh i thought he hit her did he hit her i don't think he he put hands on her but i don't think he hit her not like hit with the closed fist but i feel like he slapped her i thought he did maybe (laughs) i don't know making that up my memory's fuzzy on that one i just remember it was it was one of those things we were like, ooh, that was interesting. Yeah, before you started uh, working there and stuff, we went there a couple times, and I remember that I was going to buy, like, an, when I first was starting to shave, like, buy, a, like, an electric razor from there. And my dad was like, uh, no, because he knew that it was going to break, like, in probably two days. And he was like, no, I'll actually go to the store and get you one. Cause but no. then we bought my mom, like, some, because there were a lot of, like, Asian people there, and they had, like, those little water fountain things that you could take home. Do you remember? You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, man. No, no, no. Yes, I do. I got to tell them about this one, too. Um, do you remember? Are you talking about the Asian stand that it was, like, four and one, and they had built almost, like, a makeshift, like, back into it out of, like, PVC and tarps? And, I mean, it was, everything was on the floor. And, I mean, it was not even a dollar. Most of it was, like, 25 cents. It was, like, the cheapest stuff you could possibly imagine. And I remember, I remember my parents bought batteries from there. And, like, they maybe lasted a day. Like, the batteries a piece. It was always the worst crap. Yep. Yeah, we bought my mom, like, a water fountain thing for, like, her birthday or something. And it broke, like, within probably a couple weeks. And so we were just like, yeah. I remember those little water fountains. Like, they had them hanging on the wall and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. but I will say, though, that barnyard, as far as flea markets go, it was actually a pretty nice flea market. It was pretty nice. Yeah. Like, usually flea markets are pretty run down. There's a lot of sketchy people and uh, always selling uh, bootleg DVDs. And if you don't know what bootleg DVDs are, that's when people go into the movie theaters and they record it on camera uh like with the video camera this is before streaming now like if you have the streaming service it's pretty easy for you to get movies but people would go and record the movie in the movie theater with the video camera and then sell it before the movie actually came out on a dvd so that's actually how i watched uh revenge of the sith a couple of times like after i saw it in the movie theater and then I was like, oh, man, I can't wait until the movie came, movie comes out on DVD. And someone apparently had a bootleg copy, and I watched it. It was still pretty good, though. Hey, <laughs> you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, that's pretty That's pretty nuts. I got to end it on another note here. One of the cool parts about it, or the, one of the fun parts about it, was uh, when the Crown Vic boys would roll up. You remember when oh, that Oh, yeah. Like, we got to tell them about the Crown Vic boys. Yeah, we can't leave it off without talking about the Crown Vic boys. Um, so the Crown Vic boys was exactly what it sounds. It was, they were all in Crown Victorias, like the four Crown Victorias, and they were all on 26s, like big rims. 26 inch rims. Yeah. And they were, you know, at the time, like early on at the time it was spinners. And then later on the spinners changed to just regular rims, but, uh, they would always have the Lambo doors, like the doors that always pop upwards and, 
it was always like a big entrance whenever they would show up and whatever reason like they would come there almost every weekend like they would just roll up on there every weekend yeah and they traveled together there was like four or five of them or like four to six of them and they like traveled together so they like traveled as like a like a crew and that was like in the big era of where having your car tricked out was like super cool and so like they would ride up with like blaring rap music and so they were like a thing it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a it was a whole it was a whole entrance. Like everybody would stop and look at them, that's for sure. But yeah, even even them riding around town, they would be riding together. Like it was it was interesting. Yeah, you could uh, you could cool, look man. in town and know where the Crown Vic boys were. That was pretty cool. I forgot about the, them. Yeah, the Crown Vic boys. And then last but not least, the some of the weird things we saw on there. I remember there was do you remember the zebra that, that came up there? They brought a were you there? That I way? wasn't there for that. Oh, I think that was, uh, uh, oh boy, that was with, okay. Anyways, but yeah, uh, they pulled up with a zebra and I thought, okay, it's just a horse, but apparently somebody had bought a zebra and then they went and was shopping at the flea market. Of course, that drew a lot of attention, right? I mean, a zebra in the parking lot. Crazy stuff at the flea market, man. Crazy stuff. We're going to move into the next segment and it's not the jelly donut this week. It's you fired. You're fired. Oh, we're going to talk about people getting fired, huh? But it's going to be interesting how they got fired or the dumbest reasons why they got fired. So you ready for you're fired? You're fired. I still want to find the Donald Trump clip that says you're fired. Maybe I can record it. You're fired. Uh, This one says this lady clocked in one minute late at the Red Lobster. It was Easter Sunday and she had to fight her way through an army of pastel hat wearing Karens. (laughs) That's funny. To even get in the doors. So basically she's saying it was very packed. The manager told me that they would let uh, let her finish her shift, but that was it. And then, uh, so she was basically being told that at the end of the shift, she was going to get fired. So she said that she just walked out and could her, considered herself fired. She says, I may or may not have liberated a lobster from the lobster tank on the way out and yelled, he's coming out with me, and then left. One minute late. I mean, but it is Easter Sunday, though. It's like a busy day, and you're like one minute late. Here's the thing. You work, and maybe the manager would like forget about it. You know what I mean? Here's my thing. Is that the full story? Because I've worked in retail. I've worked in other places, too. And sometimes what will happen is somebody has a history of being late, history of being late, and it's just like, listen, it's Easter Sunday. I need you here 15 minutes early. Like I, I like need you here even early that day. And it's like, so she shows up a minute late or he shows up a minute late and it's like 901 or whatever, you know, it's, it's like, okay, I not only told you 15 minutes before, but I've told you in the past, like you never know, but if it is just on the one minute thing, yeah, they trip. Yeah. Like you said, we don't know the whole story and that's how it is with a lot of these like, oh, we don't know the whole story. So keep that in mind. All right, this next one, this person said, I got fired from my first ever job as a counselor in training at the summer day camp that I went to every year as a kid. Uh, This person was given the 67-year-old group, and one of them asked if this person had a girlfriend. Uh, And a girls are gross, why would I ever do something like that sort of way? He was just like, oh, yeah, of course I have a girlfriend, but girls are gross uh, kind of a thing. Then the kid asked him if he had ever kissed his girlfriend, and uh, he said yes. And the kid was like, ew, gross. And then everybody laughed about it, and the counselor was like, oh, okay, that's all of it. Well, I guess the kid went home, 
and told his mom that night, and the lady freaked out, and she demanded that the counselor be fired for teaching her child about sex and giving details of the counselor's sex life to her child. Uh, the guy was 13 at the time when this happened. He said, all I said was that I kissed a girl, and the camp fired him right then and there. So I can understand if it was like an adult, but this kid was like 13. So, of course, at 13, you'd be like, yeah, of course I have a girlfriend. Of course I kissed her. And it's not like he was like, oh, and here's what we did. And it was like all graphic or nothing. I mean, honestly, it just sounded like he just said, you know, like, oh, yeah, we kissed. That's it. I can guarantee you, if you hang out with any kid for any amount of time, they're going to ask if you're married or if you have kids. I promise you, it, it, it may be even like within the first like 10 minutes. Kids ask that stuff all the time. Kids are nosy. That's what they are. They nosy as mess. They'll ask you everything about your life. They'll interrogate the mess out of you. Anyways. All right, next one. This person got a mid-level position at the company where this company apparently boasted at how family-oriented they are. Uh, he said this is the kind of company that has a small arcade, a putt-putt, and ping-pong table at the office, and it encouraged people to relax and play with them. After a month of being there, this person decided to play with some co-workers in ping-pong, since they're pretty decent at it. The owner and his son ended up walking through the doors, and they challenged this guy to a ping-pong match. Um, this guy says he played the son and absolutely demolished him. The son got extremely upset and walked away after throwing the paddle at the guy. Later that week, he was fired for not fitting in the culture. What are you supposed to do? Let him win? I mean, but maybe like not demolish him. You know what I mean? It's like the owner's son. But at the same time, it's like that sounds pretty stereotypical. Though. Again, we also don't know the full story. Like, did he, was he like a, was he a bad winner? You know, boom, in your face. It's just like, you may own the company, but I own you. <laughs> Stuff like that. All right, get by it. All right, two more. This person got fired from a McDonald's for asking too many customers how their day was going. Not because it slowed anything down, mind you. I only did when it was slow. They put in complaints to corporate that I was being invasive. The first time I thought my manager was making a joke. Uh, so did the customers say that they were being invasive or did the coworkers say that they were being... Because maybe they were being a little invasive if he got complaints about it. No one puts complaints about someone that's saying, oh, how's your day going? Yeah, maybe he's asking some weird out-of-bounds out questions. Like, I mean, that's my thing. Have you seen that little video short about the, uh, like, country buffet in the 90s where it's like, how's your day going? And it's like the guy at the buffet asking, like, really weird questions. Maybe it was something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe it was the delivery. I don't know. Some people are, like, really, you know, really weird about the questions they ask. So, uh, yeah. All right, last one, and I think you're going to get a good kick out of this because uh, this reminds me of Caveman. Uh, the boss didn't know how to use a measuring tape, and they, yeah, oh, and uh, apparently the boss fired some fired this person for cutting the lumber to the wrong size, quote-unquote, to his measurements. Uh, so it was like the boss didn't know how to use the, the tape measure, and he got fired for cutting it to the wrong size. That sounds like caveman, doesn't it? Yes, it does. In fact, they didn't let that dude measure anything. I'll just let you know that. They didn't let him measure anything or cut anything. He was a, a porter and a, you know, he like screwed things into place. That's what they did with him. 
They made sure that he did task he couldn't mess up. Go, it's like okay, it's like when Dwight is uh quote unquote steering the ship on the booze cruise. <laughs> it's like you make right. him think he's doing something, but he's really not. It's like you're a senior member. You've been here a long time, and really, he's not doing any of the important work. <laughs> Well, that's it. Well, we're going to move right into our next segment, which is the You know we like to play games, and you know we like to do quizzes, so I got a quiz for you. Oh, man, what's the quiz this the week? The quiz is animated movies, so not just Disney movies, but DreamWorks movies as well. And don't worry, I didn't ask any questions about any movies that you haven't seen, so, like, none of the new stuff, because I know you haven't seen any of the new stuff. So, um, most of these questions are about movies that you probably have seen um i recently saw one on disney it was called elemental it was actually pretty good uh surprisingly but are you ready for our quiz yeah what was the last movie that the person walt disney made while he was alive a the aristocats b peter pan c the jungle book or d robin hood you know that's a good question i don't know why but i want to say it now that can't be it because it was pretty old um, while he was still alive. Yeah, like the last one that he made before he died. Or was cryogenically frozen. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> I'm joking. Um, let's go Jungle Book. Huh? That is actually correct. He died in the middle of, uh, passed away in the middle of making that film. So, pretty good. What was DreamWorks' first animated film? So, DreamWorks, uh, people from Disney actually left. Disney and they went to go start DreamWorks. What was their first animated film? A, The Prince of Egypt, B, Ants, C, Chicken Run, or D, Shrek? It wasn't Shrek. Ooh. Was it Prince of Egypt? Ooh, hold on. Or was it Ants? Because which one came first? I feel like it was either one of those, but it's the one that came first to that. I'm going to go with Prince of Egypt. Man, that's the one I thought it was at first, too, but it's actually Ants. And the tricky thing about that is, is that Ants came out like two or three months right before Prince of Egypt. That's so, what I thought, because I was like, it's all kind of right there at the same time. Beauty and the Beast takes place in what country? A, Germany, B, England, C, Scotland, or D, France? It's France. That is correct. Good job. All right, next one. Which DreamWorks movie was inspired by the movie The Great Escape? A, Chicken Run, B, The Road to El Dorado, C, The Little Mermaid, or D, Ants? I'm going to do Chicken Run. Yeah. Have you actually seen Chicken Run? Yeah, I've seen Chicken Run. I'll tell you what, I didn't mind Chicken Run, um, but I remember then we had to watch like a... Have you ever seen Wallace and Gromit? It was like the same creators that... Yeah, I'm not a fan of that Wallace and Gromit. I wasn't either, and so, but Chicken Run was kind of the only thing in that segment that I liked, if that makes sense. Kind of that claymation style. Wallace and Gromit is like more British humor, and I feel like with Chicken Run, they at least do have some of the American humor, because the main guy is American, so I don't know. Alright, which Disney animated movie saved Walt Disney Studios from financial ruin in the 1980s? A, The Aristocats, B, The Great Mouse Detective, C, Robin Hood, or D, The Rescuers? Robin Hood? No, it's actually The Great Mouse Detective. So, yeah, Disney, Walt Disney was tanking, like, really bad. 
uh, in the 80s and then the Great Mouse Detective helped save it. Turn around. Have you seen the Great Mouse Detective? Remind me what it's about. Maybe. I've seen so many movies that have mouse mice in It's basically Sherlock Holmes, but he's a mouse. And he has to go help save this girl's um, this girl's father who got captured by Radigan, the big old rat. Oh, yeah. No, I do remember that. <laughs> I haven't thought about that in years. Yeah, that's Dang, okay, you unlocked a bit of memory there. I probably haven't seen that since I was probably like three, four years old, but yes, I have seen that. I unlocked a core memory for you, the great mouse yes, detective. Yes, live on the podcast. There you go. That's what I'm here for. That's why I'm your friend. Val <laughs> Kilmer, sorry, Val Kilmer played the lead role in which DreamWorks movie? A, Shrek, B, Ants, C, The Road to El Dorado, or D, The Prince of Egypt? Oh, man. Wasn't it the road to El Dorado? Uh, it's actually the Prince of Egypt. Oh, man. Okay. Valley Kilmer was Moses. Was he's he really? Good. Yes, I that's who's that. in it. He's the voice of Moses. That movie, I'm telling you, that movie has one of the best soundtracks ever. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It's so good. And as all-star cast, it's got Ralph Phineas and Michelle Pfeiffer and Jeff Goldblum, Sandra Bullock. It's stacked. Yeah, it's got everybody in there. Number seven. Which 90s Disney movie started the tradition of featuring a major comedian in its animated movies? A, The Little Mermaid. B, Beauty and the Beast. C, Aladdin. Or D, The Lion King. Trying to think of the timelines here. That's the hard part. Is it's like, you, you know, you, you think about all the different movies and you're like, it just depends on which. Because I want to say Lion King. Aladdin. So Aladdin with Robin Williams. He started the trend. And now, if you look at uh, the Disney movies, wow, that there's sense. a major comedian in almost every one of them from that point on. This one's going to be hard, maybe a little bit, because I've only seen the first one. How many Shrek movies are there total? How many did they make? A3. Oh, I might actually get this right. B5, C6, or D4. Now, are we counting the. We're not counting. Like we're a... not counting like the Puss in Boots. We're just talking about strictly Shrek. Because Puss in Boots is like its own spinoff. I'm going to go with either five or six. Because there was. I'm going to go five. And it's actually four. I thought there was more than that. It's actually four. There must have been some other side movies. Because I thought. I thought there was more than that. I thought there was a fifth Yeah, movie. I think there's some more side movies for sure. Maybe that's what it is. All right, two. Because wasn't there, wasn't there like Shrek Happily Ever After or whatever? I thought that was a fifth I don't movie. know. Too many. They, they went to the, they went for the money pot a little too many times. Number nine. Who voices Hades in, in Disney's Hercules? Who's the voice of Hades? A, Billy Crystal. B, James Woods. C, Gilbert Gottfried. Or D, Jerry Seinfeld. Isn't it James Woods? James Woods? Yep, it is James Woods. <laughs> That's actually the only movie that I like James Woods in. I think Family Guy turned me off of James Woods. I hate James Woods because of Family Guy. <laughs> like, that's the only reason I don't like James Woods. I'm kind of the same way. All right, number 10, last one. Phil Collins did the soundtrack for which animated movie? A, Toy Story. B, Tarzan, C, Lion King, or D, Finding Nemo. It was uh, Tarzan, which I will say this. That was a, a good soundtrack, too. Phil Collins did a good job on it. That was a good soundtrack. Do you remember uh, our little friend, Zacharoni and Cheese? Whenever he was sad, he, uh, he, he was singing that song from Tarzan. 
So you'll be in my heart? Yes. Yes, I do. I don't know why, but that, that always makes me think of it. Tarzan the movie was, like, okay. The soundtrack is, like, I feel like it's way better. than. Yeah, but then again, Phil Collins is just, he's pretty good. Yes, sir. All right, that was pretty good. See, you knew a lot more than you thought you did. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I knew most of the movie. Well, yeah, no, I, I guess every movie that we talked about I had seen. Yeah, I tried not to uh, make it too hard for you, but we're going to move into our next segment, which is what fries my donuts, <laughs> Micah? What's got you going, buddy? Oh, so this one's kind of a medial one, but, man, I can't stand watching people fall into toxic traps over and over and over again. That's why I like to stay off of social media, because, you know, you'd be, sometimes you'd be watching people's life unfold in front of their face, you know, and, and some of it... Can you give me an example? Yeah, so it's like, say, say somebody, say it's a lady, gets divorced from this really awful husband figure and posts all this stuff and it's just like he was terrible to me and my kid and blah de blah de blah and next thing you know it's like some time passes and then they're back together and you're sitting here going hold on why do we just keep on going back to that and you can tell it's not a good thing like, you could tell in the pictures in the post, you could tell it ain't no good thing, that they ain't happy with nothing, that they, they can't stand their lives. So why do it over and over again? Go out there and find your, your, your dude or your, your lady or, you know, find a better situation for yourself. Whatever the case may be, whether that's work or whether that's school or, you know, if it's... A lot of times we just keep on putting ourselves through this stuff over and over again, even though we're uncomfortable and unhappy with it now that's not to say that if you're uncomfortable with everything you should just change it or quit it but what i'm saying is you know if there's something that's bad for you if that dude or that woman is not good for you don't just keep on going back to it look for something else you know you know keep if you keep doing something an expectation of a different result that's insanity don't be insane does this uh hit a little really close to home for you um Maybe a little bit, but, uh, but, uh, Hey, and I will say this as a person that has gone through that, what's very important is if you are finding yourself in that cycle is to not get isolated from your support system and your friends, because your friends nine times out of 10, they see it and they're saying, don't do it. Don't do it. But what do we do? We don't listen to them. I mean, Micah has told me millions of times don't do it it's not a good idea i don't listen right luckily thank god you know that i have a friend like my gun a good support system uh but yeah man it, it it is hard sometimes but at the same time it's like i don't like people that complain about it but don't do anything about it that's what i don't like well and that's that's i guess that's the biggest thing that i'm saying too like you know and a lot of the times you'll see it on social media like i said or they'll post something and it's just like, oh, I made it out of an abusive situation or I made it out of, you know, whatever situation. And then you look and you're like, so you brought you, and I'm not trying to judge anybody because I don't know anybody's situation, but at the same time, you're looking on the outside in going, I don't know, a few weeks ago, it was a very dire and terrible situation. Were you just being dramatic or was it actually a really bad situation? If, if so, you why the heck are you back? Like, figure out some other way. If it's truly something that's bad, I don't know. It's just, 
it's it's really hard for me to feel bad if you're going to complain and you know like chris said not really do anything about it or just keep putting yourself in the same situation over again yeah exactly it's like what cat williams said if you 25 and you still posing that men ain't nothing or that women are all dogs it's like no all the men you mess with are are dogs it's like hey, all men ain't dogs it's all the men that you mess with it's like maybe you need to take a look at yourself to, that keeps what's what's making you keep attracting these these losers and these bumps i i'm not gonna quote it word for word you can go watch his special because um, because he says some things that i can't say on family but he puts his point across i'm like yeah don't be complaining oh man all men are dogs and oh man men are worthless da, 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 da. it's like no all the men you mess with but then again here's what here's what gets on my Sorry, this one gets on my nerves. You no, all want to be complaining it. about it. it, but then when you got a good, nice guy, you'd be like, oh, yeah, he was nice and he was good, but he not husband energy. I'm like, he's a nice guy. He treats you nice. He doesn't call you fat. Like, what's wrong with him? It's because they don't want that. It's because they got that. Uh, anyways, we could go all in on that one. Before you segue into it, you know what this brought up to me? This brought up to me when we used to say, I've been noticing something about you. A trend, if you will. A trend, if you will. <laughs> we used to say yep, that all the yep. time. We would be like, I've been noticing something about you. A trend, if you will. That was like our catchphrase for the longest time. We're just unlocking core memories today. I don't know what it is, but it's it's working. So, But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. That stuff just, it makes you real upset. It just, it's just like, man, I don't, I don't understand why you'd be doing that. But it is what it is. I mean, you can't live people's lives for them. But at the same time, just I'm just asking you on behalf of us, just don't be insane out there. Don't keep going back expecting somebody to change or a situation to change when you know what it is. Because if you know what it is, it is what it is. So it, nothing's going to change. Yep, I can say a lot more, but I'm not going. It's like we can make a whole episode on just that topic right there. Shall we go to the improv segment? I think we shall. Reginald. Oh, Reginald Fairfield. So, <laughs> random, random story. Uh, Lubbock Airport. One time, I had to drive these uh, pilots and flight attendants over to the plane that was waiting for them, and for whatever reason, they were like, "We're gonna call you Reginald, and you're going to be our chauffeur." And the whole entire time, they were like, "Reginald," and I don't know. That was uh, an interesting time. That would get on my nerves. Oh, it kind of did, but I mean. It was a car full of flight attendants, so I kind of wasn't upset about it. Classic 18-year-old Micah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, again, lock unlocking core memories. So let's do our improv segment or our mystery donut. And what are we going to do? We are going to do the randomizer. Okay. Let's go. Let's pick three things, a profession, a setting, and a mood. Okay. So what we're going to do is I'm going to do a profession in a location doing something. That's what we're going to do. So the profession is an architect. Okay, I can get with that. And the architect is on a private island doing the dishes. Doing the dishes on a private island. Okay, well, that works. I guess architects are boring. All right, so yeah, we can go for it. You want to start or you want me to start? You can start. Well, let me say this. I just finished the new building 
at 43 West Avenue in New York City. Have you seen? Have you seen? It looks like a shard of glass. Ah, oh, Reginald. Reginald Fairfield. Do you see the architectural structure of this Airbnb? It reminds me quite of the Spanish Aztec uh, design that I uh, that I designed back in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Now that you pulled out your British accent, I got to do it too. I have seen, and what I shall say is, it was none too good. Last, I would like to point out is the angles are just not what you would think an angle for that kind of building would be. Ah, Reginald, could you please hand me the dish the dish soap so that I can wash these dishes? Well, now you have kind of a cockney thing going on. Ah, Reginald, if I had asked you to analyze my accent, you wouldn't be an architect, would you? You would have gone to school for something else. Did I ask for you to be a linguist? No, I didn't. Now please hand me the bloody dish soap so that I can wash these bloody dishes. I will say this. Being an architect can be a little hard. A little hard indeed. Because, um, the thing is, it makes you want to drink, doesn't it? Ah, oh, Reginald, could you please open up the rubbish can so that I may scrape off these eggs into the rubbish? That's something I never understood. Why everybody says rubbish? Why rubbish? That is just poor taste. Now, Reginald, you're a bloody Brit, aren't you, you wanker? You wanker, <laughs> please hand me the dishes so that I can scrape off these eggs off onto the plate. I very much would not like egg residue while I'm trying to eat my fish and chips. Who's in here, you bloody wanker? Are you gonna call me a wanker? <laughs> oh, Reginald, do you think that this uh, Airbnb is structurally sound? <laughs> I noticed a crack over there in the living room. Oh, well, I'll just say this. Would you like a spot of tea? Ah, oh, yes. Mighty good, my chap. I would most well enjoy a glass of tea. Well, get it yourself, you bloody wanker. Last time I get you bloody tea. I'm going to put these dishes away, and I'm going out for a nice stroll on the beach. I shall see you at second breakfast. Yeah, I'll see you too, bloody wanker. That was our improv segment. I don't. I loved how uh, they just kept evolving and changing over the time, man. I don't know. I don't know why. I, why in my mind I thought an architect was going to be British. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But you cracked out the British accent. I had to crack mine out. And then next thing you know, it just kept changing. And listen, you know, sometimes the cogni has to come out a little bit. Sometimes you have to call it to the bloody we'll wankers. See, we'll see, they're, uh, they're from a certain part of Britain. They're from not from London. They're not refined. So sometimes the Cogni accent comes out every now and then. You know, you gotta, it's kind of like, it's kind of like me and Chris. It's like we come from Southern humble beginnings, but you don't want to let that thing out. You know what I mean? You don't want to let it off the loose, off the chain. You can if you want, but you don't want to. Yep, there's a whole bunch of accents that always uh, come out for me because I'm always doing voices or characters or whatever. But, uh, you know, it's all good. My wife sometimes gets upset about it. Not really upset, but she just is like kind of rolls her eyes and she just puts up with it. But I have to remind her. I'm like, you know, how many times do you think Andy Serkis did the Smeagol voice in front of his wife? You know, like, the Smeagol voice had to come out of somewhere, and I'm pretty sure his wife maybe got annoyed with it. But you just have to, you know, because that's a pretty creepy voice. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, so we're going to divulge before the eclair. What is the one that your wife does not like the absolute most? Uh, Do you want me to do it here on the 
podcast yeah like do the voice sure go for it hey there buddy this is your friend chuckles it's time to come out and play <laughs> she doesn't like chuckles yeah i you know i get that um apparently my wife she doesn't like one thing in particular and it's my evil witch laugh like sometimes or I'll... oh yeah i do that too do it <laughs> You sound like a freaking flying monkey. That's what you sound like. You sound like a flying monkey. All right, we got to move into our eclair. Uh, no, stop. Let's stop monkeying around and uh, ah, okay. move into our flying monkeying around. Yeah, we're gonna move into our eclair, which is our positive advice. And uh, Micah, I think it's your turn to go first. Uh, I don't remember who went first last week, but take it away. Yeah, it doesn't matter. All right, so my eclair this week is uh. It's a little bit about reflecting on your past and seeing how far you come. You know, sometimes a lot of people say, you know, don't reflect on your past too much. But it's good to reflect and see where you've come from. Um, so I was talking to a coworker of mine the other day. And have you ever met somebody who is uh, not from the, you know, they're not from the United States. Um, or maybe they're from a, a part of the United States that isn't really uh, affluent and is a little impoverished. And, uh, you know, I was talking to her. And she was just so grateful. She was just so grateful to be alive. She was just so grateful to have this job. And, you know, it was interesting because you could tell when people are just kind of blowing smoke or just saying something just to kind of say it. And you're like, okay, sure, whatever, right? But then this person, they're that one in a few, you know, she was going on and on in a meeting about how, you know, this job really helped her. Uh, in her time of need because she just was in a really down and out situation and if it wasn't for the job uh, helping her get up day to day you know it you know no tellings where she would be and she was talking about where she came from and you know the fact that she didn't have like hot water and things like that and you know just some of these luxuries that we take for granted every day she didn't have those things. And she was just, again, she was just so grateful of like, man, it's so great that I get to live here and we have all these luxuries. I could order food at my fingertips and have it here at my house in just a few minutes. Like I have the opportunity to go to work and make money and make good money, you know, if I want to or have a choice in what job that I have. And, you know, it was just, it's just amazing. Um, and, you know, we all... You know, maybe it's not to that extent, but we all have things that we've come out of, right? We've all had things that we've looked into and, or you know, we can look back in and say, man, I came a long way since that point, right? And so this eclair is dedicated to those who's come through a lot, but you're on the other side of it. And, you know, man, you've done good. Now you get to look back and see all the benefits that, you know, You've reaped over the time. Like Drake said, started from the bottom, now we here. Now you're right, man, because we really do forget all that we've uh, been blessed with, especially here in America, man. And I know I'm guilty of that. So, yeah, remember where you came from for sure. Mine is, man, just be a trustworthy person. You know, uh, there is nothing bigger uh, that breaks down trust is if you're not pulling your weight. When you're not being honest with people, when you don't, uh, do what you say you're going to do when you don't show up to work on time or you don't even pull your weight, man, like that breaks down trust. And like trust is a big deal with, uh, you know, people in your relationships, people in life. So just be 
a word, person of your word. You know, the Bible says, let your yes be yes and let your no be no. So that means like, don't tell people you're going to do something and then don't do it. Um, so just make sure that you are honoring your commitments, honoring your word, doing all that good stuff, because that's how you help build trust with people. And so uh, trust is, you know, it takes a long time to build, but it can be easily broken uh, in a minute. So, but yeah, just be a trustworthy person. So that's all I got. Absolutely, man. All right, then I'm going to plug all the good stuff. So tvtrashcan.com, that's tvtrashcan.com. Hey, you know what's out there? Church Rescue, Don Churchill. Go check it out. Man, it's great. Type in the YouTube search uh, bar. Either type in Trash Can TV or type in Church Rescue Part 1. If you type in Church Rescue, it's not going to pop up, but type in Church Rescue Part 1. Uh, and it should pop up. And if you go if you go to our website, it's right there on the front page as well. If you want to see it real quick, find us real fast. And uh, come, fo- come find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that good jazz. For the flying folks that want to see them flying videos, they're going to come out real soon. And, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun time. Yes, man. it was. It was a great time. We are so excited um, for all that's coming up. Man, this is our last podcast episode for the month of september and then we're gonna move into october i love october and we are creeping up on that 100th episode man i can't believe it's almost here we got like four more and we're there and you know what then shortly thereafter we're gonna be at starting season three which will mean we've hit two years two years man like right around the thanksgiving mark that's when we're gonna hit it's pretty crazy we're getting we're creeping up on that mark we're creeping up on that mark so we'll have a special episode for you then as well for the hundredth and coming up for starting um or ending season two and starting season three of course you know. yeah we're gonna have the yeah it's gonna be great man yeah, we got plenty of stuff to look forward to. And the holidays. It's the holidays coming up. So it's going to be cool. Um, all right, man. Core memory. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right, man. Well, you ready to take this donut box out to the trash? Let's do it. All right. I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Uh-huh.